Good evening, and welcome to Graveyard Shift, the podcast where I talk about classical music when I can't sleep. My name is Morgan, and I'm an oboist and music major at University of Alaska. And today we're going to be talking about a piece that's near and dear to my heart, um, Pan from Metamorphosis After Ovid by Benjamin Britten. Britten was an English composer and pianist uh, who was born in 1913 and died in 1976. He had kind of an interesting style for the time, because right after World War II, which is when this piece was written, there was kind of a pastoral movement going, where composers and artists and writers kind of romanticized the way things used to be back in the day with peasants uh, in rural villages, and never mind that they didn't have vaccinations or that people were just, you know, shitting in the streets, but they took it as a simpler time and were collectively telling themselves, wasn't this great? Don't we miss it? But Britain didn't like that movement, and so he did something completely different. He experimented with some odd genres and with some interesting types of harmony as well, which we'll get onto later. If you've never taken a Latin class before, you probably haven't heard of Ovid. He was a Roman poet right around uh, 8 AD, who wrote a collection of myths and folklore from Roman life that tells us a lot about life back in those days. And in particular, a lot of later writers have drawn from him, including Dante with his Inferno. And so Ovid is, in classical literature, kind of a big name. So Brenton took six of his stories and turned them into unaccompanied oboe solos, which is amazing in itself. Unaccompanied oboe is something that's rarely written for because oboe has such a unique tone. It's really nasally and piercing, and it's kind of hard to listen to for long periods of time, from what I understand. I could listen to oboe for hours, but I'm also an oboe player, so it's a little different. But Pan is the first movement in the series, and it's by far my favorite. When I took Latin, I had to translate it word for word from Ovid to English, and so at one point I knew it very, very well. So the abridged version is Pan, a satyr god, fell in love with Syrinx, a nymph who dedicated herself to Diana and therefore wanted nothing to do with men, and Pan chased her all across the globe in an attempt to seduce her, and she was not having it. And so she kept running and finding places to hide and running and finding places to hide, but eventually she reached a lake. She reached the shore of a lake and couldn't go any further, and so she begged the water nymphs to change her into something so Pan wouldn't get her. And so they changed her into water reeds or marsh reeds, and Pan arrives at the shore and sees her being transformed and runs to grab her, but ends up just holding a bunch of these reeds. And so, uh, in true entitled fashion, he dedicates the reeds to himself as his sacred plant and makes little pipes out of it. Now, we don't have time to unpack all of that, but it's made into a very nice solo thanks to Brenton. Pan has no time signature, And it's just kind of left up to the performer what they want to do. And therefore, every performance is so different and so unique. There's lots of fermatas. Every measure, the measures aren't measured out by how many notes are in there, but by the phrases. So after every phrase, there's a fermata 
and then a pause. And then the performer can hold that, the note or the pause, as long as they want to. When I performed this, I just waited for it to disperse across the room. But I've listened to performances where they held a note out for five or more seconds, which is crazy to me. Pan is in the key of A, which means that the, the note A sounds really nice, really solid, really stable, but Britton has a lot of instances where he puts the note up a half step, just a little bit above an A, and so it sounds kind of unsettling and disconcerting. If you've listened to my podcast before, you know that I like to say just what to keep an ear out for as you go through the piece, but this time I'm going to try something a little different. When you listen to this, listen to what the performer chooses to accentuate. And remember, there's no speed written. So all of the different speeds that are in this are the choice of the performer. And weigh that against why did they do it fast? Why did they do it slow? Why didn't they do this part fast or this part slower? And ask yourself how that affects you listening to the music. When I say the performer, I'm kind of talking in the third person because this is actually a recording of me playing it. I recorded it for a submission into a competition earlier this month, and I'm overall very happy with how it came out. My read was good. I sounded great. It took two or three takes to get this, and I was originally planning to piece together a whole bunch of other takes so that I just got the best and it sounded as good as I could make it, but I recorded this in one take. And aside from a little mess up in the run at the end, I feel very confident about it. But yeah, as always, uh, direct comments, concerns, complaints, suggestions to at official oboe on Instagram, and enjoy this recording. <laughs> 